0: The Lord be with you. And be your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Matthew. Glory to you. As Jesus was walking, he saw a man named Matthew sitting by the customs house, and he said to him, Follow me. And he got up and followed him. While he was at dinner in the house, it happened that a number of tax collectors and sinners came to sit at the table with Jesus and his disciples. <laughs> When the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your master eat with tax collectors and sinners? When he heard this, he replied, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Go and learn the meaning of the words, What I want is mercy, not sacrifice. And indeed, I did not come to call the virtuous, but sinners. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. We're familiar with the call of the apostles, and today we hear Matthew, the tax collector. It's a famous scene, isn't it? Um, I think Jesus did it knowing how scandalous it was. Oh, there's a tax collector, you know, the the gutter kind of person of the Jewish people. He's a traitor. He's gone and and sided with Rome. Someone couldn't be more ugly to, to the Jews. And, and it's not one tax collector, he's dining with a whole table of them. Now think of how, how awkward it would have been for these Pharisees who are masters in the law. They somehow come into this gathering, I don't know how they got there, but they're in this intimate place where they're having a meal, and within Jesus' hearing they say, Hey, all of you people eating with him, all of you sinners who are repulsive, how is it that that guy eats with all of you? What an awkward encounter. And Jesus speaks up for his sheep. He speaks, they're not speaking to him, but in a way they are, they just don't have the courage to speak directly to him. Jesus has the courage, he, he responds, um, with words that I think we all need to hear. I wanna say something though about that passage in Genesis, because I was struck by several things in it. Overarchingly, it's a tremendous dignifying of woman, which is unexpected. But think of the passage again. It starts recalling Sarah's death. Sarah um, had the length of life. She was 127 years old. That's pretty old. Um, She's she's made this long pilgrimage through life, and now she's died. The passage opens with her in the forefront. Um, Now what's happening? Well, Abraham wants to dignify her still. He wants to give her a worthy burial. So he does, he goes and sets out to do it. Um, and then he obliges his servant to go and find a woman, a bride, for his son. Um, and there's more, but, but, but so much of it, if you look at it through the eyes of, look how God is dignifying woman here, it's, it's glorious, it's a beautiful little snapshot. One of the things that struck me the most was the servant says, well, what if the woman refuses, you know, I'm going to go and make this case to betroth someone to your son. But what if she says no? And Abraham says, well, then she's free. See, freedom is at the core of love. Freedom is at the heart of holiness itself. Holiness, love, um, justice. None of this is possible if we are forced. Was anyone forced to be here this morning? It's not even a day of obligation. It's just a random ferry day. But here you are, compelled by something other than law and rule and Um, being bound we're bound not by not not in those cheap kind of ways but by love itself the love that stirred us and brought us here she comes following the servant and when she sees Isaac she covers her face which is a beautiful sign of yes modesty but also um, the worth that she has that Isaac has Uh, You'll remember when Moses came down from praying on the mountaintop and his face was aglow like the sun, and he had to um, veil himself. There's something similar happening here. Finally, Isaac receives this bride-to-be, and it says he takes her into his tent, and they they consummate their, their union. It's a beautiful allegory, really, of us. It may not seem like it, but it's the same story as Matthew when god calls us to mission he's not just calling us okay go do that work you nameless cog in my machine he's saying i call you by name because you are precious and i love you and i invite you if you don't want to be a part of it you're free but true freedom would assent to this wouldn't it we'd say yes lord call me i'm coming in fact i'll come running i'll employ my whole self to your endeavor We gather now at mass, a mystery where God has called each of us by name. Um, He calls us and he stirs us so that freely we would come running. He comes and takes us by the hand to employ us to his mission, yeah, sure. But also to betroth us to himself. God desires to unify us with each other and with himself. He takes us each by the hand now into his tent where he consoles and heals and restores and refreshes even to eternal life.